Okay, Shalom Aleichem. Sorry for that. I thought the camera and video was working. And I'd like to dedicate our minute of... Whoa. Are we working now? Can you hear me? All right. I'd like to dedicate our class tonight to a good friend of mine, Sharam Aruf, in honor of his second birthday, sober. Baruch Hashem, he has successfully completed two full years of being sober. There are so many different parts of the Torah and we could learn any part of Torah at any time because Torah is relevant, it's God's words, it's for every place and it's for every time. But there are parts of the Torah which are especially potent and blessed to be more impactful than any other part of the Torah. The Alter Rebbe, the first Rebbe of Chabad, the founder of Chabad, once remarked that you have to live with the times. He wasn't referring to the style of Paris or the literature of London. He was referring to living with the Torah portion of the week. And this week we read something which is really something that it's obvious. So this is the power of the hour and what we need to focus on right now. The Torah tells us in two places to educate our children. In the first section of Shema, it says, teach the, the Torah to your children thoroughly. Let them, they should know it cold. It should be something they really know and experience and are well-versed in. It should be sharp in their tongue. But in the second section of Shema, which is in this week's Torah portion, the power of the hour, Torah tells us, teach your children to say the words of Torah. And the difference is, is that Torah is talking about two different audiences. There are older children, and the Torah wants you to teach the older children to know the Torah thoroughly. And there's another instruction here, and that is younger children have to be taught to say the words of the Torah. The Torah says that the moment a child is able to speak, you have to teach the child to say Torah Tziva Lanu Moshe. You should say the words of the Torah. Not understand the words of the Torah, not experience the words of the Torah, just say the words of the Torah. And the Torah says this, is, this should be done from the very youngest of ages. And the child is just able to, to talk. And the um, power of the uh, child saying the words of Torah is the power of the existence of the world. As it says in Kohelas and Ecclesiastes, it says, Ecclesiastes begins with the words, air, 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 Says Ecclesiastes, says Kohelas, it's all air, it's all vanity. And the Talmud explains the air of the mouths, the breath of the mouths of children studying Torah is what makes the world exist. Now every self-respecting Californian will tell you at any given moment, I am busy. And we are. There's so many things that keep us occupied. And despite the fact that we're so busy, there really is a need to invest time in taking care of our children and helping them develop positive character and positive attitudes. And we could choose where we want to invest our time. We could either try to help them develop positive attitudes and character, or we could wait to invest the time later when they've already developed something that's leaves much to be desired and try to bail them out for whatever they've trouble they've gotten into or 
as more often, more often the case, we could do a little bit of both. So, the Torah says to us in this week's Torah portion that you need to spend time with your children and don't wait till they reach a certain age till when you try to educate them focus on their youngest age because when they're younger the Talmud says that a Jew is compared to a tree and a seed is compared to a child and the slightest change in the seed affects the way the entire tree will grow so the slightest change you make in a young child will affect not only the way they grow up but the way that they will raise their children and the way their fruits will produce further fruits. So I want to share with you an incredible insight that the Rebbe brought out of the verse in this week's Torah portion about educating children. It's something that will has the power to really redirect our focus in life. And uh, But before we go to that teaching, I just want to um, point out that the, the Rebbe says that our generation, the young people in our generation, are gifted more than children in previous generations. The Rebbe said that in previous generations, if you went over to a child and you wanted to educate them to study Torah and you spoke to them from your heart, it didn't have the same kind of effect as it does today. Today's youth are looking and responsive, very responsive, very excited when they're approached with love and they approached from the heart. Children really want to, to study Torah. And when you give them that opportunity with friendliness and love, not only will they respond, but the Rebbe says they'll respond with more enthusiasm that you have when you try to teach them. So getting back to the teaching. So the, the words the Torah uses when it talks about educating children is you should teach it to your children so that they should, they should say the words of Torah when you are sitting in your home, when you're walking on the road, when you lie down, and when you rise. The Rebbe says that the Torah is not just telling us when to study Torah. The Torah is also telling us how often we should think about our children. How often we should not just think about our own children, how often we should think about Jewish children, period. Rabbi Gershom Gorelik, the Rebbe's emissary to Italy, once got a phone call from the Rebbe's secretary at 3.30 in the morning. Hi, this is Rabbi Chadakov. Were you sleeping? Rabbi Chadakov, the Rebbe's personal secretary, making a phone call to someone at 3.30 in the morning is sure to get a rise out of anybody, of course, Rabbi Gorelik, who was his emissary, very dedicated emissary, certainly wants to assure Rabbi Kharakov, Rabbi Kharakov, doesn't matter what I was doing, whatever it is, I'm ready to go. What is it? Rabbi Kharakov says, I just need to know, were you sleeping? Rabbi Kharakov, it doesn't matter. I'll go in fire, I'll go in water. Please tell me, what is it that the Rebbe needs? Rabbi Kharakov said, just tell me, were you sleeping or not? Rabbi Kharkov, what do you think I was doing at 3.30 in the morning? So Rabbi Kharkov says, okay. The Rebbe asked me to find out if you were sleeping. And if you were, I should tell you, how can you sleep when there are children in Milano who don't have a Jewish education? Now enjoy the rest of your evening. Good night. The Torah says, not only should you study Torah when you rise and when you wake up, 
The Torah is telling us, think about Jewish children when you go to sleep at night. You're going to go to sleep, and you need to go to sleep, and you're busy, you have to get ready to go to sleep. But that should be on your mind. Think about Jewish children studying Torah when you go to sleep at night. When you wake up in the morning, you have to say Moda'ani, you have to say your morning prayers, you have to study some Torah, you have to go out to work. But the Torah says when you rise, when you wake up in the morning, you should, it should be like a thunderbolt in your mind. What about Jewish children? Do Jewish children have what they need to study Torah? Are there children I know that are not studying Torah? When you go on the road, means when you're doing your own thing. It's your own road. It's not anybody else's road. It's your road. So the Torah says when you go on your road, you also have to be always conscious of Jewish children studying Torah. Always think, are there children out there that aren't studying Torah or could be studying more Torah? It's something we have to always have in our consciousness. There was a uh, nine-year-old girl came home from school one day and she said to her mom and dad, she says, mom and dad, my teacher hates me and she's upset at me, about, upset at me for something I did not do. What is she upset about you for? And she's upset and she hates me. I'm never going back to school again. Why is she so upset? She's upset at me because I didn't do my homework. So the father and mother didn't, you know, adults were so quick to brush things off and to move to the next thing. Instead of telling the child, well, you should do your homework, or uh, I'm sure she's not upset at you, I'm sure she doesn't hate you, the parents went over to the child and they spoke to her for an hour and a half. And they said to her, why do you think your teacher is upset? What happened? And the, t- the students, the child says, because she hates me. Why do you think she hates you? Because she said that she wants to give me a consequence for not doing my homework. Why didn't you do your homework? What does she do? What is her reaction when you do do your homework? They kept on asking more and more probing questions for an hour and a half. And eventually the, the child says, you know what, the teacher doesn't hate me. She just wants me to do my homework. And she wrote a letter the next morning. She woke up after the 90-minute conversation with her parents. She wrote a letter to her teacher apologizing to her for not doing their homework and assuring her that she would be more careful in the future. And the parents uh, reached out to the teacher and thanked the teacher for being so devoted to their child's upbringing. What the child gained from this 90-minute conversation is really incredible. Number one, the child learned responsibility. If it's up to be... It, it's meant if it's up to happen, it's, it has to do with me, has to do with, with what I'm going to do. The parents told the child, look at what you've done in the story. Take responsibility. Number two, the parents gave the child self-esteem. For 90 minutes, they only are interested to know what does a child think and feel. That gives a child a self-esteem to know that what they think and feel is important. Number three, they gave the child the ability to differentiate to what really happened and her interpretation. She was able to extricate the actual events that happened from her interpretation, which her interpretation is more important than the actual event because that's how she reacts. And they also taught her that how you need to deal with a problem. Don't swipe it under the rug, but actually think, what do you need to do to take care of this? Don't sweep it under the rug. And number five, they taught her that confiding in the right people works. They didn't judge her, they didn't criticize her, they merely asked her questions and with open arms heard what she said and they gave her the strength 
to come back to them again. All they gained all that by investing the time for 90 minutes, listening to her and talking to her. And that's what the Torah is telling us this week. The children this year in Los Angeles aren't going to be going, according to the current plans, to, to a regular school program if Chas Shol Mashiach is not here by then. And a lot of parents are thinking like, okay, so we're losing time. This is really a problem. Our, our children are losing. But the Baal Shem Tev taught that there's a verse which teaches us the opposite. It says in the Torah, it was a time of trouble from, for Jacob, and Jacob was saved from the problem. The Baal Shem Tev explained that it wasn't only that Jacob was saved and the problem was removed, but Jacob was saved because of the problem. When God sends us an issue, it's always meant for us to reach deeper within ourselves and to create lemonade out of the lemons. It's always meant for something deeper to come out of it. If God's sending us something, there must be something that we could do about it that will actually cause our children to advance in ways that we wouldn't have expected in a regular school year. So the bottom line is, call of the hour, Torah says, whenever you go to sleep at night, when you wake up in the morning, to think about Jewish children. That was once talking to a group of children before the Six-Day War. Ebba said that when you by learning another verse in Torah, by doing another mitzvah, God will bring salvation and miracles upon the children of Israel, in Israel. And that's exactly what happened then. God brought miracles upon the Jewish people then in the Six-Day War. And God will bring miracles upon us with the coming of Mashiach. All we need to do is one good thought, one good word, one good action, and tip the scale and bring Mashiach. What am I doing for Jewish children? It's a question. Need to ask ourselves. Anyways, have a wonderful Shabbos and only good news.